And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. On today's episode of The Glue Guys, we're going to discuss the Harden Assance, mm. the LaMarcus Aldridge Assance, mm. and what exactly Kyrie Irving means when he Instagram posts the things that he posts. I know what he means. I figured it out, Mike. I know what he means. Breaking. Just kidding. I don't know. Welcome back to the Glue Guys. This is Mike here. Say hello, Brian. Hello. Check us out on Twitter at BKGlueGuysNetsDaily.com. The Athletic. Get yourself behind the paywall at TheAthletic.com slash GlueGuys. Michael. Michael. The Nets are... You could say it. I think you can say it. No? I think you can say it. They have to beat the Hawks for a, a full Nets back whale. But Brian, how are you? I'm good. I'm feeling good. I have a. I've, you can tell I've got a little bit of a cold. Just the vestiges of a non-COVID illness. Um, me and, what are you, me, Nick Claxton? Me and Nick have been hanging out. Uh, what but, is going? Can we talk? What before we get started? This podcast is brought to you by DirecTV Stream. Get your TV together with the best of live and on demand. Learn more at DirecTV.com. Brian, what's going on with Nick Claxton? Uh, can you tell me (laughs) what do I know about it? Uh, you have sources inside the the only thing I know is that it's non COVID. That's the only information I've been given. It is a non COVID situation. (laughs) Other than that, I can't speak to it. I, I, I shouldn't joke about it. I mean, this is so there's, I I don't want to play doctor. I don't play epidemiologist. Um, if you don't know, Nick Claxton has been out sick for about a week now. Is that right? And he, uh, Steve Nash came out after the uh, Pistons game or before the Pistons game and said that Claxton would be out another week or 10 days uh, and that they thought the illness that he had is actually a little bit more serious, but it's not COVID. So no one has to worry about that. Um, it's a weird, it's a weird one that like now, I mean, I just kind of want to know what it is out of pure curiosity and I, I wonder so I could avoid it, <laughs> no, but is so it I like, <laughs> so I don't get it. I mean, I'm just saying like, what kind of, it could be the old fashioned illnesses of the, of the early outs, Mike, for the pre COVID ones where you don't want to talk about that are of the personal variety, you know, <laughs> who, you know, the type, you know, the type I'm talking about. I'm just going to let you go <laughs> on that. Just let, just, die. just let that one die, die on the vine. Um, Thank you. Appreciate it, partner. <laughs> you mean the kind that like killed Edgar Allan Poe? Are you talking that, about those? Is that kind syphilis? Of? I don't know. What dysentery? Yeah. Yeah. Is that dysentery syphilis? All that. That whole that I whole feel like dysentery stew. is different. Dysentery is different, right? It's not. I think it is syphilis. I think you're right. Um. Anyways, he doesn't have syphilis. I, he does not have syphilis. Guys. <laughs> that was that was a joke no, we, that we, went we, we terribly see, terribly right. We want to see Nick Claxton back playing basketball. Brian, how are you? I'm good. I told you I get a little bit of COVID illness, but other than that, I'm ready to rock. I feel good. I feel strong. Bef- before we fully get started, everyone, if you're on Apple Podcasts, just give us a, a five-star review and a little, a little write-up if you could. Oh. We haven't asked for that in a yeah, while. we haven't asked for that. It, and it seems like something that's important for sure. the success of a podcast. So we ask for that now. Brian, Okay. I think, you know, since we last podded, we had three shows last week. We really tried to drive home the importance of early season Nets basketball. We're recording this show now. Mm-hmm. The last show we had discussion of, it was post-Pacers game. We also had on Mo DeKeel, former video coordinator for the Clippers and Spurs. Mo also co-hosts the Athletic NBA show's Friday show, Nerder, she wrote. Mm. He knows his basketball. Okay. And we talked about James Harden and... Mostly what Mo was saying was that the, the rule changes is the thing that is affecting Harden the most. Since that time, 
Harden's had two games where he has looked the best he's looked Look all year. Good. Look pretty good. What are your What are your thoughts and your emotions? What's different about James Harden, Brian? Give us your breakdown. Give us your film <laughs> breakdown. Um, I guess. Uh, well, I mean, I watched the game. Did you watch the game last night? Yes. Your little, little Pistons yeah. game. Um, can I? I incredibly enjoyable game to watch one that there's no tension oh i was so i was talking about this on the stream and shout out to the discord uh and shout out to the stream the Um, family yeah where it was it felt like the regular season had truly begun after the first quarter of that game where we had been basically up five to eight points the entire time and it appeared that the pistons were going to not you know invariably not care at some point in the third quarter which is what is exactly what happened and that was that and we just coasted right along got a little garbage time saw some cam thomas you know it was exactly what this team <laughs> needed at this point right now we need we need the pistons and and thank goodness yeah. they were there for us um but yeah the james harden stuff i mean i i guess we've talked about this that we're not long term we've never been long term worried about james harden on this show we've we planted our flag in not being worried about james harden and you know that um those those are paying off now those takes um tenfold we are we are getting some serious social credit for those hot takes mike uh because he had a triple double and looked pretty good you know he was doing breaking his man off the dribble stuff um you know classic james harden jank um so and it was the kind of triple double too that like the guy you know who you know grady or whoever says it at at uh um whenever whenever it happened and you're like oh i guess he did have a triple double cool it's you know a classic james harden triple double yes. where it's just sort of flows right in the you know the whole the operatic of the game you know it just didn't you know didn't wasn't a whole big like james harden moment it was just a classic flowy game i mean he only took nine shots yeah. in the pistons game he only had to play 29 minutes even after Kevin Durant gets thrown out of the game because he I mean I, he basically was punching Kelly Olenek which I fully support I want to you know, punch Kelly Olenek yeah, I'm jealous I, I'm also furious at Kelly Olenek all the time I support Kevin Durant I, Kevin says he was fighting through a screen I presume every I every time I see Kelly Olenek I have to assume he's trying to dislocate some part of my butt some extremity <laughs> he's going he wants to dislocate it because he's a sick pup Mike he's a sick man so I don't mind I, I think you can preemptively punch him in the face because I, I can tell he's got that crazy look in his eye I, I mean the, the funny thing about Harden is that you know his his number of shots per the game have actually gone down. From the beginning of the season, he had 16 attempts, 17, 16 attempts, 17. And then the past three games, 12, 11, and 9, this past game that, you know, the the Pacers game was the best hardened performance this year when he got to the, the free throw line 19 times. But even in the Pistons game, only three free throw attempts. Maybe, you know, the refs continue to swallow their whistle for the most part when it comes to James Harden. But... He's looking a little quicker. Mm-hmm. His step back is working to a better degree, and he feels more in control, more in the flow of an offense, more of what he was last year. And I thought it was interesting that it happened against the Pistons, be- again, because Durant was out. But that Pistons team, and it, it doesn't have yeah. that much talent. <laughs> There's not a lot going on there. It's a lot of Hamadou Diallo, who yeah. I... Everyone, everyone, when he was a draft prospect, everyone wanted him to come from the Nets because... Yeah. He was he is from Brooklyn and everyone felt like right, but th- there's too much Hamadou Diallo. There's too much like Jeremy Grant is like really obviously of course the best player on the team. Killian Hayes is being allowed to uh, make a lot of mistakes, and Cade Cunningham didn't even play. Yeah, uh, and and yet there was a very real scenario where the Nets could have had a close game against this Pistons team, and I- it would have felt. I, rege- I reject that. I reject that. You promise. don't think it was even a possibility. <laughs> I, I do not think that that was, <laughs> that, that was going to happen. No, I don't. I mean, another key part to the game, and let's just move to the role players. Okay. Marcus Aldridge. Sorry, excuse me. I thought we were talking about role players, not our third star. What are you talking about? <laughs> okay. How, this is the question to you, Brian. Yeah. Not manufactured tension. Okay. But pointed questions. New segment. How how much faith can I pl- how much can I love Lamarcus? Am I how much am I allowed to believe in him and make a commitment? Is this is this true love or is this just a, a summer love and having a blast? Summer love and <laughs> happen so fast. Um, Which John Travolta movie 
this is, is Lamarcus this Aldridge. This is Quentin Tarantino's oh, true no. romance. Like this oh. is <laughs> this is true romance. Never never seen it. But. <laughs> well, he didn't actually. I think he just wrote it. I forget who made it. Anyways, but um, that's just you know for us, us oh, film inside <laughs> baseball over here, cinephiles. <laughs> um, yeah, I I am I am basically. It doesn't matter. I'm just in love with him, and I can't stop myself, Mike. It's not even worth yes. you know trying to trying to fight these feelings anymore. Uh, everything that he does is so weird and funny and and like bippity boppity. <laughs> I just can't I just can't get enough of it. Um, and the best part is it's effective. It works, and he's making an insane amount of shots. And anytime something seems to go wrong, he's just there to shoot his dart. You know, he's there plugging away at the dartboard. Um, you know, like you're like it's a dad energy. I feel safe in his presence, like he's my father. Like he brought me into this world and now we're together shooting darts like it, it it honestly feels like uh sean mark's got a time machine yeah he went back eight years into the past maybe 10 years to get this dinosaur post player and said lamarcus we need you in the future we need we need your odd extinct version of basketball which is just like as you said the, the dart throwing mid-range shot yeah, and <laughs> your mobility doesn't matter. None of that matters. We just want, we want the ability to when a play breaks down, or when Harden and Durant, you know, can get into the paint, create open space for you, that you're going to hit that 15 footer. Mm-hmm. You're going to hit it every time. Every time. Like, has he posted up this that much this year? Not really. And anytime he scores from like point blank, it's off a uh, Patty Mills, you know. Or Javon Carter layup that didn't go in somehow. Um, somehow. <laughs> somehow. Uh, <laughs> um, Javon Carter. But yeah, I mean, he's been, he's even been good at that, uh, at like, you know, put little putbacks. He's like a volleyball player. He just like reminds me of like the, like a really good veteran volleyball player who's, who's like adapted those <laughs> skills for basketball. That's what he's done here. Um, and even, I, I mean, we've talked about this, but even his man to man defense, I find is not only just sufficient, but like enjoyable, you know, it is fun. It's yes. a weirdly fun thing to watch him just, you know, go, go at a Isaiah Thomas. Um, not Isaiah Thomas. What's the other, what's the the guy's name? The center on the Pistons on the Pistons, Thomas. Oh God. Who's Stuart? Name? Isaiah Stewart. Stewart. That's the one. Yeah. Stuart <laughs> Thomas, both first names. Yeah. Yeah. I get that's it. how I get, it. um, I you know, you get me. Um, but yeah, just watching him go, go at like all these guys and just basically his entire defensive strategy is lure them in and then just like expertly time a swipe at the ball. Even if it doesn't hit the ball or knock it out of their hands, the swipe is effective enough to like get them out of their, out of their beat. Yes. And, um, it's, it's just a joy to watch. So I, I am, pr- I mean, even if he starts missing shots, which is almost certain to happen, this is, this can't be sustained. It's, it's too amazing. It's too great, but uh, you don't think sh- he's shooting 68%. From the field so far this year, he's taken, he takes about eight shots a game and he doesn't shoot threes and he doesn't, and they're not layups. Again, he's not taking post-ups. He's not really getting offensive rebound layups. What he's really doing is most of that is mid-range. Yeah. An expert mid-range at that. Expert. A marksman. It's a, it's the, the high school three-pointer is what that is. Um, (laughs) But he, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I obviously I'm a super big believer in the consistency of that shot. So I don't think the like regression to the, to the mean is going to be like an alarming one, but it will happen. It has to, unless, unless we're in a new, a whole new world of excellence. Mm -hmm. Um, But Mm -hmm. I'm a believer. I'm selling or I'm buying. Lamarcus Aldridge stock as much of it as I possibly can. My my fear with Lamarcus Aldridge, I mean, we they he's played in six games this year, and he's already become so important to what they do. Without Kyrie Irving, as great as Harden and Durant are, there is a lack of reliable third scoring. Joe Harris has games where he hits one three and he doesn't he can't really do anything else for you on the floor. Right, he's not. He is trying to drive to the basket more. Patty Mills has not been consistent so far this year. As much as I love Patty Mills, he hasn't been. And Bruce Brown, which is so odd. Again, he starts the year not playing, and now he's been. He's started four games already after being DNP'd or basically DNP'd. Um, he's not a scorer, and he's never going to really be that for this team. There's that lack of a consistent third scorer. It's hard for me to imagine LaMarcus Aldridge is going to be that all year. Mm-hmm. Um, now, maybe it becomes a situation where, by happenstance, when LaMarcus takes a step back, it's Blake Griffin, because Blake has not been good this year at all. He's shooting 29% from the field. 
And that's me rounding up from 28.6. His three-point shot, he's shooting about three threes a game, 12%. Now, if he hits... If he has like a good three for four game, that percentage is going to go way up. Small sample size. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I do worry that I'm already falling too much in love with LaMarcus. And really what I need to do is like, imagine the scenario of LaMarcus is like, like my mom's divorce and LaMarcus is a boyfriend <laughs> who he's like a businessman who lives in another city. But every time he comes to the city, he's really cool. He'll like, this isn't how my life was. But it's really cool. Like he'll take me to go buy a toy Mm -hmm. and we'll go to Boston Market for lunch. Love Boston Market. And he takes, you know, all that's really fun. But he's not a consistent presence because he's a traveling businessman. I don't know if LaMarcus is a stay-at-home dad that I need as a child, as a Nets fan, right? I I need a stay-at-home dad, really. And what I'm getting is like the fun, uh, like burst of excitement right. of this guy coming into life, the father figure. I really need, you know, consistency. Okay. Well, that's an elaborate and <laughs> an interesting way of thinking about it. Um, I'll say this. If I had to like <laughs> guess at like what part. You know when I go too far is like Brian, when even, when even Brian's like, that was, that made no sense. No, I liked you, it. I like, I'm not gonna. That's gonna I'm resonate. Not gonna yes, and that's that. gonna write. That's gonna resonate with with somebody out there in the audience. Someone's yeah. gonna feel seen. Um, Child divorce. <laughs> yeah. You know. Um, but he. Uh, when I think about like the list of things that he does, like what part of it could ostensibly fall off over the course of a season, and like obviously his blistering mid range shooting could fall yes. off. Um, but he's got a pretty big body of work that suggests it won't. I don't see his like just having elite level veteran high level IQ and ball and he just has, really has soft hands too. I mean, he missed a pass like a one pass last night that I was like, oh, that's like the first time I've seen him like bobble a thing to this point ever. Yeah, that's he, a good point. He's yeah. just got really reliable hands. That kind of stuff, like I I bet heavy on that. If it, you know, going back to my like cigar chomping boxing manager, you know, putting that cat back on. <laughs> I I'm, I'm yeah, gonna put that cat back on. <laughs> that's it. I mean, you put the child of divorce head on. I'll put on my my, my cigar dropping boxing, <laughs> yeah. my Mickey from um, from Rocky. From Rocky. Yes. Is that it's Mickey or Mickey? Um, yeah, Mickey. Yeah. And I, I bet I bet on reliable hands. You know, especially in a veteran, uh, over a whole lot of other stuff. As as far as as far as skills go, that I that I count on day in day out, and that I don't expect to go away uh, or regress to some kind of hideous mean that I don't. I don't have time for it. I don't want to see. Um, so I'm again. I just I'm a big believer in what I've seen with Lamarcus Aldridge. It looks it looks sustainable somehow with, with respect to everything. But the okay, the percentage on the mid ranger might come down a little bit. Yeah, and and I don't want to. I want to live in the moment, right? I want to enjoy the journey and not just think about the end result and what we all want, which is a championship. But in the playoffs, having someone like Lamarcus, huge. Huge. it. What? It's huge. Yeah, it's yeah. it's going to be big. Like both him and Patty. And Patty has, again, been inconsistent. But LaMarcus's ability, like you talk about, the control that he has, he really understands the things that he can do now on the floor. He probably could shoot threes and be better at it, but he just doesn't. That's just not really what he's interested in. Yeah, He's taken, I think, probably three threes so far this year. Um, but that sort of sure-handed mid-range guy, I made it joke a couple of episodes ago that he reminds me of Zogoskis. Mm. And he does kind of remind me. I remember Zogoskis on those LeBron teams being one of the few guys that LeBron could count on uh, because he he's a sure-handed big who can hit that mid-range shot. And LaMarcus, like what's going to happen in the playoffs is if Kyrie doesn't come back, Duran and Harden are going to get all the attention of the defense. Hopefully Joe will be shooting the ball well enough that a defender has to be on him. And there, there will be many times that LaMarcus is just going to be left open from 18 feet. And if he can hit it at whatever percentage, a really high percentage, that's going to make it extremely tough on another team's defense. Um, yeah. Can I say something? Just add one he's little... He's also yeah, go ahead. 36 years old. He is 36 so. years old. He's not going to be... This is, you know... We can't fall. We can't fall too hard, Mike. Ultimately, but I will say that I think you know, having not had a reliable outside of Kevin Durant, obviously like a reliable mid ranger guy in in our rotation, um, 
I get that it's not in vogue for mid-rangey stuff. I, you know, I've I've seen the data. I understand deeply, and you know, I am a. You've gotten, gotten the, the I've faxes. Got, I've gotten the faxes. The faxes have been sent. Okay. But I wonder if there isn't some version of, you know, a, a qualitative analysis of, of this kind of stuff where, like, you know, there was, I think somebody posted in the Discord a couple, maybe last year, uh, that somebody had done a pretty rigorous um, analysis of whether the hot hand fallacy was true or false. And they actually kind of figured out that the hot hand fallacy, if you make multiple shots in a row, um, the odds that you make more shots, that your percentages go up in a single game, actually does increase to a certain extent. Mm. And I wonder if, like, so his... If his it's thing, a hot hand fallacy. What is it? Fallacy, fallacy. Oh, like, oh geez, Mike. <laughs> fallacy. Not a. F- anyways, um, and anyways, so like a reliable shot that he knows that he can go to, whether or not it's like the most efficient shot in basketball. Sure. Um, if you are not making any shot, and there is some kind of cognitive bias that something about watching balls go through hoops make other make you yourself put the ball through the hoop more and perhaps ipso facto other players on your team put the ball through the hoop more. I wonder if there's not a larger qualitative analysis of the psychological element there that you could make a a real data-driven argument that there should be some kind of, you know, reliable mid-ranger shot. You know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. I think there, I mean, I just challenge one of of the big brainiacs out in in Glue Nation to to incorporate that into this this new age of of spacing and pacing. I think that there's room for that, for a data-driven argument there. Well, and what I think, I agree in the hot hand. I agree in in the warm hand and the cold hand. I I agree in all temperatures of hand. Mm. Um, What I think happens that throws off the statistical analysis sometimes of hot hand, because there's been a lot of people that have written that hot hand doesn't exist is that hot hand can both give you confidence in the right way and give you confidence in the wrong way. And we see it all the time where like Torian Prince, if he hit his first three of the game, he was taking eight of them because he thought that he, that was going to be a great night for him. And he would take threes that were ill-advised because he had a confidence wave wash over him, and he would right. start taking shots. Where I think someone like Lamarcus Aldridge, maybe not even he's the best example, but there are other guys in the league who, if they hit a few, they'll. I mean, Steph Curry is the best example. They then have the confidence to maybe take more and more of their shots, and the team looks for them more and more in those situations, and they ride the hot hand. I think it works both ways. And maybe it throws off the data set when you have your Torian Prince's not being so hot of hand. I'll find, I'll find the link to this. I think that it accounts for the subjectivity of like what you know. What is hot? You know, is it three shots hot. in a row? You know, because that's yeah. that's the NBA Jam standard. But is that the global standard? <laughs> is, that for... the, is that the global? <laughs> does that translate to Celsius yeah. or is it just exactly. Fahrenheit for your hot hand? We have to um, know. Can I ask you something directly? Okay, uh, Jesus. Am I in trouble? Blake Griffin's been starting as the center for this team. Yeah. So they've they they've started Nick Claxton, and Blake has started every game he's played so far this year. Lamarcus Aldridge hasn't started a single game. Mm-hmm. If you're Nash, do you think about tweaking and saying, Blake, hey man, you're not really playing all that well right now. We're gonna move you to the bench to get more time against subs. We're gonna move Lamarcus forward because he's playing better. Or you just say, hey. Everything's kind of working the way we wanted to at the moment. Uh, do we just stick with Blake as the starter and Lamarcus as sort of the bench scoring big? I kind of like the way it is right now. I I believe. I mean, I actually don't think, despite the fact that like Blake's shots are clearly not falling, that he. I think he's been playing okay despite that. Um, he's been pretty like, you know, a pretty like functioning part of the offense in terms of like his ability to be like the second or third like pass maker dude. Um, he seems to be in the right place at the right time. He's like, you know, trying to make clever things happen on a pretty regular basis. So I haven't like hated my Blake Griffin minutes. It would be awesome if he wasn't so bad from three right now. But beyond that, like, you know, he's not like a guy who's conspicuously not fitting in or something that needs to be like, you know, systemically replaced. Yeah. And I think with Blake, there's never anything ever set up for him. Right, like right. There, not that there is for Lamarcus necessarily. I don't even they know what run setting more. Blake up would look like, though. Like what, like you know, that's kind of the odd part about his career. And what I like about Blake is that he f- tries to then figure out. He takes charges, you know. He he becomes a pest for the other teams. He right. 
he rebounds. He, I mean, he tries to rebound as, as well as he can. He's still sort of under mat, like he's a little short compared to a lot of the big men in the league. But like he figures out a way to be impactful, even if he's not scoring. He's only hit two three pointers. He's taken seventeen of them so far this year. That's the piece. Like you could almost accept anything if he's hitting thirty five percent from three mm-hmm. and hitting a few more of those open looks. That's going to make a massive difference because no one guards him at the three-point line. I'm going to guess most of those 17 threes were probably wide open because he really only takes threes if he is wide open. I like the way he's playing, and I like LaMarcus on the bench boosting, whether it's just Harden or whether it's just Durant out there, boosting those units and making those impactful. And LaMarcus as a starter... I just think I just wonder if it's going to move in that direction because LaMarcus has just been the much better player this year. And ultimately, it makes sense to start your five best players if if he is one of them, yeah. right? Um and he's also bigger and he can guard the bigger burly center at a better rate than Blake can. Yeah. Um I don't know. You know it's going to even be a more about. a more killer uh backup rotation comparison yes. is when uh, X Touch Football. Um, <laughs> when X Touch Football, famous X Touch Football fa- player, that really uh, comes grinded back, your gears. Comes back, you saw. I just like the idea. Of, of, I like that meme. Um, uh, comes back and comes off the bench for us because he's got it. <coughs> we got to put him through. Got to put him through some hell, you know, when he comes back. Um, and then he needs to look at two man game with Marcus Aldridge. Uh, Kyrie Irving does. That's who I'm talking about, Mike. Do you think, well, we're going to talk about Kyrie later in the show, but... That's what I was doing. Like, I was teeing that up. Oh, we're not ready to move on to that yet? We're not quite ready. Because oh, we didn't talk about DeAndre Bembry, and I just want to finish okay. with our Bembry thoughts. Got ahead. Got ahead of myself. Because I've been on the Bembry bust since the moment he signed in Brooklyn. The Bembry bust going to Brooklyn, okay? I don't think you've been more than me, though. I think I, I was <laughs> on it first. Okay, I may have been also been looking at other rides while yeah. I was on the Bembry bus. You get on a I lot of rides cons- all at once, Mike. It's hard to know which one you want to like really, um, you know, I'm a basketball it. slut. What do you want me <laughs> you to say? Your ass. You know, Jeez. pass it out around the, the neighborhood. Um, <laughs> never heard you talk this way. Oh my God. What an odd yeah. episode. Yeah. Uh, apologies to everyone who's listening to this with their child in the car. Bembry's been looking good, Bri. The thing that has been exciting is that he's so aggressive sometimes going to the hoop, which I love. I love not good players being aggressive. And the Nets have a bunch of not good players who are aggressive. James Johnson, mm. Javon Carter, Bembry, Millsap is he's less sort of like demonstrative on the floor, but he's not afraid to be physical, obviously. He's, his whole career has been based around that. I like that Bembry isn't like phased in the least bit. He's not so like we're TLC, Timothy Lubal Carpero, oh, friend of the show. Don't even you're gonna compare these two? Well, that's the similar spot on your roster that these two are. One guy is, it was a much better three-point shooter in TLC, probably like more sort of the traditional swing man about what you want from TLC. But there was sort of an uneasiness when he was involved. You weren't sure if you're going to get good Timothy Luwakabaro or bad Timothy Luwakabaro. Bembry, while maybe not that good, aggression. Just... Mm. I'm I'm being active. Well, I'm going to say this. I I reject the premise that those are similar players. Although they um, although they take you can't you, you absolutely cannot. This is my I'm not, this is I'm not, this is my this premise. Is, you can't reject my premise. It's mine. No, I I like it. I I it's well. It's they played the same. Oh, now you like it. They okay, play the good. same minutes, but they're they're radically different. And just they're like, both wings. <clears throat> they're both wings. Um, they're ra- they are radically different. Yes. They're radically different. I, what I like about Bembry is just that I I think the comparison that I drew for him was that he was like you remember Felix. The cat is it? Did everyone have like some level of exposure to Felix the cat? Yeah, I felt like Felix was with too omnipresent or you know, just too out there. Like, well, but who, he but there wasn't like a single like pillar, like an IP pillar, like a set. I mean, there I was, was a set, a there was a cartoon that was Wasn't there that a was short lived. That was what the but his deal was like Felix had a bag, right? And it was like a checkered bag, and he just reached into it and pull out literally anything, you just manifest whatever he needed in the moment. And that's sort of how I feel about Bembry. It's just <laughs> He's just got this bag. It's just a portal to another dimension, and he pulls out some I like love it. you know some, love some new thing wherever whenever he needs it. Like he like just really competently walked up and pocketed like a transition three last night against Pistons, and then like and did a quick little you know 
you know, Carmelo-esque bop on the head with his three fingers and kept it moving. I was like, it wasn't, it was like he'd been doing that his entire career. And I'd never, he's like a notably bad shooter on paper, I guess. Yes. Um, and she looked incredibly comfortable doing that. And I was just like, wow, he's just, he's just pulling out whatever he needs to in the moment. Um, and, you know, whether that's playmaking or contorted finishing or anything in between, like transition offense, he's just, he just does the thing you need him to do when he, when you need him to do it. He's, he's been spectacular. I'm so I'm so high on Bemery. Um, I'm gonna fall out of my chair. Yeah, and and so that I think I understand why you bristled at the Timothy Luella Cabarro comparison to Bembry because TLC could do the one thing. He was he was defined more by his limitations. That's he is yeah. the opposite of this problem. Yeah. yeah, and and TLC had had some amount of length, some amount of athleticism, and then plus if he was hitting a shot like that intrigued you enough. But he, it was so narrow in what he could succeed in. Yeah. Where Bembry, like, maybe will never be successful in anything that he really does. But he can do a bunch of things that make – like, and I give him credit for being here in Brooklyn. I mean, I don't know how many – I'm sure there were other teams that were interested in him. The better thing for Bembry, like, in his career, though he's already 27, would have been to go to, like, a bad team where he gets 25 minutes a game. And then he's allowed to do – more things and then we're like oh Bembry he's he's active but it's kind of a luxury to have like he's not amazing like I I think if people jumped in on this podcast for some reason someone downloaded this podcast and jumped to the 30 minute mark they'd be like really they're talking this well about Bembry but I think to have that kind of like odd multi-dimensional wing on this on that level of your roster who's like already a vet who's was on a good Raptors team yeah, that's nice. It's a, it's hey, a context. It's a context thing for a guy who's context. who's basically just barely made the rotation. It's a it's a pretty slick player, but I imagine he's going to pick up more minutes. I mean, I can't. I yeah, cannot I imagine so. that this continues to to go on this way. But the the, the thing is, like more minutes. You know where it's going to come out of would be like Joe Harris. You know um, where it should come out of is I hate to say it, but Javon Carter. You know, if we have two, I mean, we can Patty Mills can run that O. Um, and they've been playing their minutes together. People are really loving Javon's defense, though. It seems like they really respect the D, the D that he brings. And the Nets have been better on defense this year. I and don't, I don't think you give up that much when you put Bembry in for, in place of him, and you get a whole lot more other cool stuff. That's how I'll that's how I'll awesome contextualize it. The other reason why I enjoyed the Pistons game is because we did see Cam Thomas briefly. Sharp. Briefly, people were saying that they didn't love his body language. They, he felt he felt defeated. He probably had too much cheesecake. Ate too much of the cheesecake factory. I don't know if you know this, that he there's multiple social media posts of him at a cheesecake factory. Just like gotta watch out for those. The calories in those restaurants, trust I worked in restaurants in New York City. <laughs> I'm talking fist sized globs of butter and everything. And everything mm. that's why it's so good. Yeah. Um let me ask you, Brian, one last thing about the pistons, then we're gonna do a break and then we're gonna jump into Kyrie Irving talk. Um there, who was it on the Pistons? It was like Josh Jackson, right? That the guy. That's a guy. Um, I felt like there was like he was playing by himself versus the Nets the entire game. Like it felt like he was like, like for some reason, he was like mad about he he had a, a bone to pick with what was going on. There's a couple of moments in the game when like he like had a hard foul or he would be talking s mm. to another player on the nets and like Bembry had a pretty good play on him and it felt like people were kind of like jabbering. Did you notice that? Or was that just, you know, another one of the, the smelts inferences, the Josh Jackson just, stuff. Yeah. Felt like jo- there's yeah. some nastiness. Okay. There. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's something. Sure. I pick up on it. Ooh, miss Jackson. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Sorry. Uh, all right. Coming back. We're going to talk. Kyrie Irving has, has released some, um, I don't call them odd, but mysterious Instagram posts, which may not feel like anything new, but he has. And Brian and I mm. are going to break it down here live on the pod about what exactly do those posts mean? Mm. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? 
Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And we're back, Brian. Wow. Good to be back. So Kyrie Irving remains unvaccinated as far as we know. It'd be pretty odd if he was vaccinated and he was just... Uh, not doing anything? That would, be, that would be unacceptable, Mike. That would be borderline unacceptable. <laughs> would you be mad? <laughs> yeah, would you might, be mad about that? a little upset. The latest that we've gotten is Joe Sy talked to a couple of media members last week and said basically like, hey, we respect Kyrie, but we really do want him back. We really want him to get vaccinated, but we don't know if he will. Right? I think, I mean, ba- we're, they're, they're, which is a non-update, Which is, but he's putting out again, hey, Kyrie. So Kyrie, since that time, has put out two separate Instagram posts that Brian and I are going to dive into right here. And and if you don't, um, and obviously this is a podcast, but there is an ability to watch the podcast on YouTube. Uh, you can go to YouTube, search The Glue Guys Net Show, and up will pop the podcast. Um Brian, can you see my screen? I can. Can I say this before we move on? A full yes. 60% of our YouTube audience has not hit the subscribe, smushed the follow button, slapped the like icon. Um, if you would, it would mean the world. But anyways, go ahead. So the first Instagram post, I'll just go to Kyrie's page because it's a little cleaner to look. So this was the one, this was the second and most recent one. Now, Brian, it, for the podcast audience, and they, if you haven't seen it yet, it's two triangles that are the points of which are touching each other. So it also could be an X in a way with lines, but I have no clue. Brian's a better, Brian's an amateur uh, symbolologist. Um, if you don't know I that. Can, I can Brian's been, iconologist. Iconologist. Apologies um, to your profession. Uh, what I'd like to point out is uh, this was posted three days ago. Kyle Lowry is one of the people that it indicates that has liked it. So I know that. Jamie Foxx is the top comment. Jamie Foxx says, sending you big love, bro. Mm. Uh, appreciate it. What, what can you take away from the triangles touching each other? What, what do you think that indicates? So somebody was saying that it, it is some kind of um, an, a notable icon in the uh, the like native populations world stuff, uh, symbolizing Good. something Good. to do with earth touching heaven, you know, like a bottom triangle, Ooh. a top triangle. Uh, that's, that's all... Picked up off of the Discord, so apologies to anybody if that's a misrepresentation. Um, what that means in the greater context, other than just you know the kind of a tattoo you might get in college, you know, I'm not sure, but um, uh, yeah. So that one's a tough one to puzzle out for me. the The one that I more enjoy trying to puzzle out is the second one, uh, which Morpheus? is which, <laughs> which which is the which is the best. This is a solid Okay, game. so let me, for the podcast audience, and again, if, if you want to join in on the visual aspect of this, go to our YouTube, you'll find it. Uh, it is a picture of Lawrence Fishburne. I believe it's got to be dressed as Morpheus. I mean, he's got the classic no, no armed sunglasses, you know, just like it has just the lenses. Um, he's standing in front of a, seems to be a Crown Vic, which is what I also remember from The Matrix. So I believe it's Morpheus. Lawrence Fishburne as Morpheus from The Matrix. Uh, no comment released from Kyrie Irving. Now, this one's concerning, um, if we're going to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, other concerning things is that the top comment on this is Stefan Marbury saying it's bigger than basketball, which got 2,000 likes yeah. as a comment. And then underneath that is Rod Strickland. And if you don't know, Rod Strickland is basically Kyrie Irving's godfather. I think. I think. I think he is his godfather, uh, with a 
flexed arm emoji, uh, of fist in the air emoji, and that repeated two more times, that pattern, uh, which seems to indicate strength and uh, almost protest. Uh, I mean, s- uh, scroll down on those other, like the, the blue check marked things. Like who else is it? We got big boy. We got big boy doing. Uh, so here's, let me, let me just go through one little theory I've got for you, Mike. This is, this is my cynical yeah. theory. We've got high res, the rapper. Okay. That's a YouTuber who I just found out about because of this. Uh, Stefan Marbury. Would you say he's yeah. a, a Nets guy or more of like a Knicks fan? Would you say? Knicks guy. Strickland. Don't you think? Would you say Strickland's more of a Nets guy or a Knicks guy? Knicks guy, right? He's a Knicks guy. All right, let's go big boy. I don't know. Hawks fan, maybe? Notable Atlanta mainstay. <laughs> uh, Jamie yes. Foxx goes to tons of Heat games. I haven't seen a Nets fan pop up with a blue check mark in the mentions repping anything you know positive about these decisions yet. I'm just saying, I if I'm look, if I'm a Knicks fan or a Heat fan or a Hawks fan, I'm popping up in Kyrie's mentions TV and like, good stuff, man. Keep it, keep it going. Keep this. <laughs> keep the fight going. <laughs> keep the fight going. Keep up your <laughs> mean, voice. For meanwhile, the how many times has Starberry popped in and Julius Randle to mentions to be like, hey, you shouldn't have gotten that shot, bro. You know what are you <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I haven't seen that. I haven't seen those posts. To, to take it one step further, both this post and the other one we talked about. At least from what the algorithm I'm being fed, Kyle Lowry is liking these yeah. posts. Need I say a more? Modern rival, a guy. <laughs> the Nets are have literally is that actually just him? lost to. Is that it, yeah? This is the real Kyle Lowry. I'll oh click on his pages. Lord. Blue check mark Kyle Lowry. Now who's liking now who's the Kyrie's most and it, recent all in co- Now here's the conspiracy theory I've got for you, Mike. It, oh, and no, it's, no, no, no. But isn't isn't Kyle Lowry like the the exact type of person who would? Who would play these mind games? Of course. Who would be like this Kyrie? Is, this we is what I would you. do. I would do this in a fantasy league. This kind of shit. This is this is <laughs> this is a low hanging fruit. This is easy stuff. And of course, of course, that's what they're doing. And and Kyle Lowry is cynically liking these messages as they they should. Hey man, I support you. Hey, <laughs> yeah, we support <laughs> yeah. you. Meanwhile, Kyrie, this is your journey. <laughs> meanwhile, we're stacking. We're handing you L's on your home court. But yeah, keep it keep it going, bro. <laughs> We support you. This is it. This is it. This is the conspiracy that everyone's been looking for, guys. It's pretty simple. Well, let's let's break down Morpheus for a second there. Oh, do people because not there know could who be two is? readings? Oh, okay. What's that? Okay, sure. Go ahead. Sorry. I guess there could be two readings to it. Is that I'm going to say 80 percent of the reading is that Kyrie. This is anti-vax Kyrie sure. uh, in some level. I, apparently, though, I will amend because I, I know our lawyers will ask us about this. Kyrie says he's not anti-vaccination. He's just anti being told what to do. He's just anti actually taking the vax. Yeah. Um, I think mostly the only thing you can really read from this, if you're going to pick out a fictional character from cinema, recent cinema history, uh, who expresses skepticism, you know, fighting against the establishment. Morpheus is top of the list, right? I mean, more, I mean, literally Morpheus is offering up an alternative way of life to lift the veil mm. that has been covering Neo's, you know, consciousness to say, Hey, Neo, you're, you're not really living in the real world. You're living in the matrix. Uh, Kyrie. I mean, there's a reason Kyrie posts this, Right. What is the reason, Brian? Try to d- divine the reason. Uh, I mean, is there any any other reading than he identifies <laughs> with with Morpheus in that he's seeing through the veil and helping us to awaken the sleeper? This, is that? I mean, am I? Oh, <laughs> so Lord, there, what's the other? What's the other read on it? I, I mean, I'm just saying. Okay, let's let's flash back three weeks right? Or four weeks ago when we found out that the Nets weren't going to allow Kyrie Irving to play basketball until he gets vaccinated. I don't know what my confidence level was that he would get vaccinated, but I thought that there was still somewhat of a chance. And every day that goes by, I don't know where the pressure is coming from for him to. Like, it seems like, I mean, Joe Sy seemed to indicate that he hadn't talked to Kyrie at all. Okay, since since they made the decision. So Joe is not putting pressure on him. Sean Marks doesn't seem like the kind of guy that's putting pressure on Kyrie Irving, probably because he knows that if he does and it leaks out and he could look bad. Sean, as great as he is, is is image conscious in a good way as an executive, but he's image conscious. 
Yes, Brian. Sorry, I have another take on it, but go ahead. I, I was, that was a okay. thought. That's me reserving a thought. Okay. <laughs> so the only places I could see pressure coming from, Kyrie's family, which they don't seem to care, Nike, which we've heard nothing about how Nike feels about what's happening with Kyrie Irving, and we probably wouldn't, but they also probably think there's probably an increase in in sales for Kyrie Irving stuff from the anti-vax community, which we've seen that play out in the protest that Brian has been a part of, yeah. <laughs> or that you've been among. I don't want to say you're a part of. Among. Among uh, is more fair, yeah. And and then lastly, it's Harden or Durant. Among. And it doesn't seem like Harden and Durant are saying anything. Now, they probably are, though. Like, I would... Durant is acting out. He's he's acting out his frustrations on the court by punching. He's by punching Kelly Olynyk and, and throwing the ball into the stands. That's his way of expressing his frustration. Uh, this is what's your take? You you I, I oh you had I, a thought. I had a thought. If we were going to be here's the most charitable read on this you've ever heard. You ready? So mm-hmm. and in part of the charitability, there is a bit of a dig, which is that Kyrie is so so bad at PR that um, he doesn't realize the the dual connotations of this and he's just super excited to the that the matrix is going to have another movie coming out <laughs> he's just super amped up for matrix four uh dropping in in i don't know what christmas time somewhere sometime yeah soon. around christmas yeah on hbo max and in i mean theaters. is this not day and day it's a weird time it's a weird time we're a month out <laughs> you know just super stoked i get it i'm pretty fired up Unfortunately, there's no like within his comment, within his caption, there's no like hashtag ad. It'd be fantastic if this was just an ad for <laughs> the Matrix 4. <laughs> that's how I'm going to. I don't really think it is. <laughs> but, like, that's that's my charitable read. Yes. If there's any well, other. Read. I don't get. OK, let's go back to the Shams Sharani article. When when Shams was told by some source that Kyrie wanted to be the voice for the voiceless. Right. And then Kyrie has. Didn't he have like an Instagram live thing after that? Or was that before the Shams? Are? I, f- I don't even remember anymore. The but timeline was that it was after the Shams thing. Because we had, we had just posted it and then he did it like right after. Okay. So the voice for the voiceless, right? He's had done no advocating. This is it. Of this is what you're seeing here. That's the voice of the voiceless. This is that. So what? what's his mentality? That he is sitting at home. He's probably watching like NBA TV. No, or no, watching... no. He's watching touch the championship touch football, <laughs> high level touch football, like <laughs> on CBS Sports. <laughs> um, and and like he knows that when he puts out a photo of Morpheus, he has to know that that all of us are gonna clamor and f- try to figure out decipher the meaning. Yeah, this is why. Does it have anything to do with vaccination? This is why I've stopped feeling like I have to like be ho hum about like 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 ripping on him, like just memeing with him. Like he's doing it at us, so like you know, fuck it. Like all right, let's go, let's go full (laughs) meme. You know, he's just looking at his whole thing, like Kai artist, all even. Like you, you want to, you want to be like shit posting. I'm down. Let's go, let's go back and forth. I mean, not not that he's like shit posting at us in particular, whatever. Like he definitely doesn't listen to the show, or if he does, shout out. and come on it come on in and be the voice of the, of the voiceless uh but but uh yeah i mean like stuff like this is so conspicuously trollish to me that i'm like okay like forget you know it's directed yeah this morpheus it's it's a it's a direct message to the voiceful yeah the, the people with full voices right like this is in response to something this morpheus posting and it, for me, mostly, it seems like it's a, it, in response to like, uh, no, I'm not getting vaccinated. Yeah, of course. Or, you know, I, I just, it's interesting, too. Like, so now that we've sort of, you know, and I'm sure we'll get more of it based on, you know, the tone of this episode, like the people, you know, people will pop up in our like our Twitter mentions who are it's it's all like this, too. They, they post in like imagery they have a bunch of like eyeballs and stuff in their twitter handle like in their ig handles and stuff like this it's all a very um it's a very visual <laughs> group of people and yeah. and i think that's the way they like they sort of trade on information right it's it's i hate to say it, it's a little bit surface level they're looking at imagery as a, a large driver for their narratives and uh like this could communicate directly to those type of like basically q adjacent people uh, in a way that like it's for us, it's just like cool copyright infringed Morpheus photo, bro. Um, but you know, I, <laughs> I'm going copyright infringement. I'm going copyright infringement. What a burn. I'm going a burn get him. Sick him. Sick him. <laughs> get him FBI. 
I'm just saying, like, add add some more, like, add some cues to this. Is what I'm like. Get creative. You're an artist. What if the FBI raids Kyrie's house for this photo? <laughs> I mean, it's not a victimless crime. Like, talk about voice of the voiceless. <laughs> Talk, yeah, the, the, the lowly, the lowly Hollywood elite. Talk about voice of the voiceless. It is. I've been saying it forever. It's victim. It's not a victimless crime. And uh, it's time now. It's time. It's time I speak out. <laughs> um, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I talked about the pressure thing. I really mean it where unless if and I don't mean that Kevin Durant and James Harden <laughs> have to do this because it's an incredibly awkward thing to do. Like, I love everyone is is there is like this Twitter muscle of like Kevin Durant needs to tell Kyrie Irving he has to get vaccinated. I'm like, most of us really wouldn't tell someone else in their, our lives that they have to get vaccinated. Like we, we may not hang out with them, yeah. Uh, but like you, you know, and you know, but yeah, you should you know advocate for it, whatever you want to do. It's not on Kevin Durant and James Harden. I just don't know where the pressure is going to come from if not from those two people. So I, yeah, it the only thing that I could see happening is if. Like Kyrie just has this odd, yeah, this odd like spurt of motivation to to get it. I don't know. I and maybe I don't know. Without getting too too personal, I I actually do like sympathize with this a little bit, just because like I I there is some level of like I wonder if we need to do some level of like actual concern posting here because like I don't know. I've got people in my life who I've sort of like lost to like just like being on like terminally on the internet, you know, and uh, like you don't see them anymore. <laughs> like, not that that's possible for Kyrie, for a person of like Kyrie Irving's level of success and notoriety and stature. Whenever it's interesting to think like, maybe he could just get ensnared by like sitting at home and like, you know, post putting stuff in his meme folder on his desktop. Like that, that legitimately happened to like a friend of mine from college who just like got like lost in the internet. Uh, and there's like a certain mental health kind of component to that, which is dicey and, you know, what you want to be sensitive to. Um, so that's my, that's my gesture of good faith. And like, I don't know, do, is like, is it check on your friend territory? Yeah. I mean, I, I think why I'm kind of surprised he hasn't gotten the, the vaccine yet. When again, I know this is a big decision. So I'm like, I'm not trying to take it lightly, but this guy's basketball has been this guy's life for his whole life. And I've said this before, but Kyrie as physically talented as he is, like he's ultimately a six, one kind of skinny guy, six, two, whatever. And he worked himself into being the greatest ball handler of his generation because he's worked himself into it. Meaning he spent a lot of his time on a basketball court, dribbling a basketball, trying to perfect his game. And that's why I think a lot of players really respect him because he has the skill level that very few people ever in the history of the world have ever had playing basketball. He's not just Shaquille O'Neal rolls out of bed, seven foot two, 300 pounds and it, Shaquille was ultra athletically gifted, right? Uh, Kyrie has his life has been based on trying to perfect sort of these smaller parts of the game, and I would think as the season's happening and he's seeing Lamelo Ball ball out for the Hornets, and you know seeing these these players that he considers his peers achieve these heights and hit these personal marks, and you know we all obsess over Steph Curry has a great game against some team. I would think that 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 type of like slow information drip and the the thing that has been taken away from him is playing basketball. That would kind of be like, he would reassess at some point and be like, what am I doing? Like, you know, why am I doing this? The voice or the voiceless thing. I don't know if that's really working for me. Uh, I kind of like to play basketball. I don't want it to get the shot, but if that's the thing I have to do, I'll do it. But that's but, that's sort of to that point is like that well, the said. Oh, sorry, go ahead. You had something. No, no, no. Yeah. You go. The sad reality of of kind of going down this path, uh, which is like, I hate to say it, it's sort of like an antisocial path, is that you know people do just kind of move on, um, and there's like you force people to make hard decisions, yes. and the world will move on from you, and you're, uh, you know, and that's it's it has obviously a whole different kind of meaning when you're a person who's like as famous as Kyrie Irving, like that's obviously different. And he, you know, people will be attuned to his comings and goings one way or another, you know, throughout the duration of his prime of in basketball, whatever, which is, you know, that's good and bad to it. Um, but like, if this just continues, like, you know, I don't know how much more after this season, like if he doesn't come back or whatever, I, you know, 
I don't know what'll happen exactly. Um, but if this just continues on this way, like people are just gonna move on without you and society will move on without you. And, um, that's how that kind of goes. Yeah. And I'm not making a comparison about the stands that they're making, but there there's only been one, I'll just call him an athlete, but he's obviously bigger than that. Who, I mean, there's been multiple over the history of time, but there's been only a few athletes who, because they're not playing, have had like their legend grows. There was Ali during Vietnam and Kaepernick most recently, and their situations are drastically different, even if Kyrie maybe doesn't think so, uh, than what Kyrie is going through. Kyrie is technically being kept out of the game because of the Nets and the city of New York. Like there are, there's a system that is keeping Kyrie from playing basketball, but his reason is different than Ali and cap, right? Like the, like their reasons are, I would argue much more important. Well, and I wouldn't even say like bigger, you can can argue the importance, whatever. I mean, if he, if he, if he comes by his beliefs, honestly, that's one thing. But the other thing is that like Ali and Kaepernick are like pretty effective communicators of what it is they're trying to, to do here. Whereas Kyrie yes. is a, an immensely flawed communicator. And I wonder if that's not sort of a correlation between the information coming in and going out. It seems confused in both directions to me. Um, you know, and I hate to say it, but the Morpheus thing, the, <laughs> the Morpheus thing, like using a piece of popular media like that to express something that's as like important as this feels, um, it feels like a low EQ, not good communication way of going about something that's like, if that's very important to you, sending cryptic images from Hollywood films of the, from the 1990s is a pretty, I hate to say it. It's a pretty, it's a pretty low EQ way of of communicating these ideas. Ali would not be doing this. You know what image I would love to see is the scene in she's all that when she's walking on the steps in the red dress and there's the song there. She like, so if I just start, if Kyrie, Posted that on his Instagram story. Dude, that's so funny. I would be like, he's got the vaccine. He did it. He took off his glasses and he's got the vaccine. You know, like he like he turned from nerd to beautiful yeah. girl. He did it. Like that would be the ultimate '90s film reference. I would love to see. Morpheus is on the other end of the spectrum. We're like, uh, we've lost oh, him. Man, can we get? We've lost him. Can we get a meme he's going of just the screenshot of what we have, like that we're seeing here on our screen, but just like with different '90s films communicating, <laughs> like what what they would all say. A visual killer comparison here might be might be in the works, Mike. Oh, we might be workshop. That's or something. that's where yeah. we got to be. Yeah, uh, that's going to take so much of our effort. Yeah, that's too though, much. Effort. But we'll, much. We'll, no, no, no. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Um, yeah, the Starberry just one last time. The fact that it's Marbury saying it's bigger than basketball means that Stefan Marbury um is is picking up he's picking up the radio signal that Kyrie is sending out via his Morpheus yeah. post and he's receiving it as loud and clear. Uh, loud and clear. Yeah. yeah. There's no so I there's think no latency really, in that message. No uh no uh, no pun intended. Stefan Marbury should be our star, our North Star mm. on this one. And he's nice. he's really telling us that, hey, <laughs> Kyrie's digging in. Um, you're right with the internet thing. Like, there's probably a large portion of of information that Kyrie's getting if he's on Instagram or if he is observing Twitter in some way. There, the, there is a big enough support for Kyrie not to get his vaccination from the anti-vax crowd that he's probably getting positive reinforcement that way. Bro, Kyle Lowry's not the anti-vax crowd. He's 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 the guy. He is for Kyrie's sake. <laughs> he is he is in one know, direction. <laughs> dude, you know Ky- Kyle Lowry's on like that heat text thread. <laughs> he's screenshotting he's screenshotting sending, the shit sending to Jimmy Ruffle Butler. Copters, sending a bunch of and, crying laughing emoji faces to Jimmy. And he's like, yeah. "Hey man, I'm going to like this and I'm going to DM Kyrie <laughs> and just say the, keep up the good fight, bro. Keep keep yeah. up the good fight." You know that's what's happening. Yeah. There's a hundred percent chance. All right. Well, I think we've thoroughly investigated it. it. I, I, what's the conclusion, Kyrie? Matrix Four coming out Christmas 2021. That's the conclusion. <laughs> Matrix <laughs> Four. The get conclusion. get to theaters. Sponsored by. Um, I will say that this post was uh, one last thing was posted earlier this morning. Uh, so, wouldn't it be great if this pod was posted and then Shamsharania <laughs> tweets out? 
Kyrie Irving has been vaccinated and all is well. Wouldn't that be amazing? I mean, if it's going to happen, it'll happen right after we post the episode. That's for sure. So let's <laughs> well, let's post it and find let's out. Let's wrap it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Thank you all for listening. Of course, get in our Discord. It's a great community to be a part of. Get on our YouTube. Uh, dive in. All of our episodes upload there. We also do some special stuff sometimes up there. There's some extended scenes that will happen on the YouTube. Um, Brian, we have a, a massive Atlanta Hawks matchup. Well, I I think it's one of the more important ones so far this year. We'll pod on um, Thursday. A little little Thursday pod. Yeah, we're gonna do a Thursday pod. All right. If not a post, oh, could be a post. post. Game. I'll be coming back. I'm, I might be at the game, so we'll see. Oh yeah, that's right. You're what? Okay, Thursday pod. We're out of here. Sayonara. <laughs> <laughs>